Good evening, and welcome to St. Mary of the Mount of the South Side and Mount Washington Parish Community as we celebrate the 21st Sunday of Ordinary Time. Serving as your lector and musician, my name is Thomas Conroy. Our celebrant is Father Joe Keenan. Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. With your spirit. Brethren, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. O God, who caused the minds of the faithful to unite in a single purpose, grant your people to love what you command and to desire what you promise, that amid the uncertainties of this world, our hearts may be fixed on that place where true gladness is found. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord to Shebna, master of the palace, I will thrust you from your office and pull you down from your station. On that day, I will summon my servant Eliakim, son of Hilkiah. I will clothe him with your robe and gird him with your sash and give over to him your authority. He shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. I will place the key of the house of David on Eliakim's shoulder. When he opens, no one shall shut. 
When he shuts, no one shall open. I will fix him like a peg in a sure spot to be a place of honor for his family. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Psalm number 138. Lord, your love is eternal. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Lord, your love is eternal. Do not forsake the work of your hands. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with all my heart, for you have heard the words from my mouth. In the presence of the angels, I will sing your praise. I will worship at your holy temple. Lord, your love is eternal. Do not forsake the work of your hands. I will give thanks to your name because of your kindness and your truth. When I called, you answered me. You built up strength within me. Lord, your love is eternal. Do not forsake the work of your hands. The Lord is exalted, yet the lowly he sees, and the proud he knows from afar. Your kindness, O Lord, endures forever. Forsake not the work of your hands. Lord, Lord, your your love love is is eternal. Do not forsake forsake the work work of of your hands. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How inscrutable are his judgments and how unsearchable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor or who has given the Lord anything that he may be repaid? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? 
they replied. Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In business or industry, uh, there is perhaps that humorous moment that reveals the status of an individual within the rank of the company or the corporation. Those individuals are said to have the keys to the executive washroom. It allows them, if you will, a privilege, but it also points out the fact that this or that individual has a great deal of power, a great deal of authority, and a great deal of responsibility. And so there are, of course, those moments in the life of any company where sometimes an employee does not always fit the bill. The individual does not live up to the expectations of what was to be performed or to be acted upon. And so, as it turns out, as We've all experienced it, maybe not ourselves, but within the context of some co-workers, they're dismissed. They're fired. And there is, therefore, uh, no more work or authority for, for them. The image of keys plays out in two of our readings today the reading from the uh, book of the prophet Isaiah, and the reading from St. Matthew's Gospel. And in their own way, they speak of an authority. But whoever is in possession of the key has not only authority, but also responsibility within the context of what the task entails. 
And so in Isaiah's reading, we have the uh, moment where Shebna, who is for all intent and purposes the chief financial officer of King Hezekiah, is being dismissed. Perhaps uh, he might have been helping himself to the till, suggestion in Isaiah that he was also looking at the possibility of an allegiance with Assyria, which would have been Israel and Judah's worst enemy. Whatever the case, he is dismissed. And he's not dismissed simply by King Hezekiah. The Lord has a word in this matter. It is the Lord who is saying, to both the king and to Shebna, he is fired. He has not fulfilled, he has not maintained the office that he was appointed to. And so consequently, there is another replacement. A replacement who figuratively receives the key. The key that perhaps is the uh, entrance to the to the warehouse, to the storehouse, to the resources, whatever the case may be. But it's that person and that person only who has the ultimate worth of authority because he possesses the key. He is given the sash of authority and the empowerment that is given to him by the Lord through Isaiah the prophet is that it is only he who will open and close the door to the resources of the kingdom of Judah. It takes a little bit more of a complexity within the Gospel of St. Matthew when our Savior throws out the question to his apostles Generically, first, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And then to them as a group, who do you say that I am? And as it is his particular want, it's, it's St. Peter who kind of comes to the fore and speaks on behalf of all of the apostles. It is he who acknowledges Christ the Son of the living God. And Jesus in that moment recognizes that something has been revealed to Peter that he hasn't learned in any book or text, but rather it's grace. It's grace that has opened his heart and his mind to the reality of who Christ is. And Peter through now the imposition of Christ, is given these symbolic keys to the kingdom. Peter now is given the authority, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And in particular for the Catholic faith community, this becomes a moment of identity, 
not only for Peter, but for all his successors. In the College of the Apostles, the Bishop of Rome, who takes his authority through his being not only the vicar of St. Peter, but the vicar of Christ. And so it is the Catholic tradition that the Holy Father has the power of the keys of the kingdom by virtue of his office, by virtue of his relationship with St. Peter. But that does not give Peter's and Peter's successor any um, luxury, nor does it make their life any easier. Whenever a bishop is chosen as pope in the balloting of the College of Cardinals, he is asked, do you accept your canonical election as successor of St. Peter? And it is with that acquisition I do that that individual then becomes the Bishop of Rome. But as I said, it doesn't bring with it, dare any Bishop of Rome think, that it brings with it, not in terms of authority, but in terms of worldly power and worldly goods and worldly um, endeavors reality of the history of the church is that there have been bishops of Rome who have not been worthy to occupy the chair of St. Peter. That's a historical fact. Bishop Barron uh, has written a very uh, interesting text reflecting on the ugliness of what's happening in the church today. And he takes the reader back to the 10th and 11th centuries. And there unfolds the story of many of the vicars of Christ who were absolutely abominable. Indeed, some of our mystic saints, John Chrysostom, uh, Teresa of Avila, Catherine of Siena, have, have observed that the floor of hell is tiled with the mitres of popes and bishops. And so the responsibility of the keys is overwhelming. No matter, no, no wonder that most individuals chosen to be the successor of Peter are very fearful of taking that task and taking that burden. And so it behooves us as, as the faithful of the church to pray for Peter's successor, to pray that he will be uh, the purveyor of the keys of the kingdom, that he will be the, the vicar of Christ on earth, and that he will faithfully execute the duties of his office. And that we as faithful sons and daughters of the church will offer for him and to him our prayers for his needs, for his well-being, and for his care as he tends the church in the world. There have been approximately 267 successors since St. Peter. As I indicated before, some of them are saints, 
And some of them, as the mystics tell us, are probably in the depths of hell. So it's not a matter of honorarium, it's a matter of willingness to accept the office and to live out the office in the most faithful way that one can. And so as a people of faith, may, may Eucharist simply remind us of the unity that we share as the body of Christ, the church. That as each and every time we celebrate Holy Mass, we do so within the texture of Francis our Pope and David our Bishop. And our unity with them is forged in the grace that we all share as the body of Christ. May we then as a people of uh, goodwill and good faith continue to live the faith that we embrace in the witness of our everyday lives as we continue to pray for our Holy Father and our local bishop each day of their service and life in the church. As the body of Christ, we come and with one heart and one voice, we offer our needs, our hopes and our aspirations in these, our prayer of intercessions. The response this evening to our prayer of intercessions is, hear us, O Lord. For an end to racism and prejudice, we pray, hear us. That our parish be always dedicated to evangelization and works of true justice, we pray. For Colin Wilson, who receives his first communion this weekend, we pray. The life of every human person from conception to natural death will be enshrined and protected in our laws, we pray. For all those suffering in Beirut, that they receive what they need and rebuild with hope, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all who have died in our parish community, especially Mary Gabriel and Karen Suti, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. At Holy Mass today, we remember Joanne and Jim Lint on the occasion of their 50th wedding anniversary. We also remember all the intentions present on the altar Along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts, we pray. We conclude our prayers of the faithful this evening as together we offer the prayer for unity for our Southside Mount Washington Parish community. We raise our voices to the most blessed Virgin Mary, our mother, and to her most glorious Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Grant us greater commitment and sincerity as we continue on this journey of unity. Please grant our parish family a resurgence of faith, spirit of love, and a hope for peace. May we be blessed with a vibrant, inclusive community, united in the spirit. In your name we pray, amen. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Spirit. the bread of life. You who come to me shall not hunger, and who believe in me shall not thirst. No one can come to me unless the Father beckons, and I will raise you up, and I will And I will raise you up on the last day. The bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. And if you eat of this bread, you shall live forever. This podcast is the property of the Southside Mount Washington Parish Community. All rights reserved. That's it for this week. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Stay safe and please know that we are always praying for you.